Hello and welcome to this brand new episode of the Fertile at 40 podcast. I am your host, Meg Pearson. This is going to be a solo episode shorty this week because, well, a couple of reasons. I am currently on holiday in Canada with my partner, my fiance Levi, our daughter Kobe, staying with our my mother, just relaxing and doing some shopping for little Mr. Ozman, who is our baby boy that we are expecting coming this July. I'm going to talk more about that in a moment. Um, and I wanted to just touch on a couple of things. People have been asking me about an event that I'm going to be speaking at later this year. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I also wanted to celebrate the two year anniversary almost of my children's book called Conscious Kobe in the Eternal Now. And then I'm going to give you a pregnancy update and talk a little bit about conscious parenting because that's something that comes up in conversation constantly for me with, with clients, with people that are reaching out um, and on social media. So let's first and foremost, I'll give you an update on what is going on with my current pregnancy. Like I said, we are expecting our little boy Ozzy in July of this year. We just are at the 25 week mark of this pregnancy, which seems absolutely crazy that things have, have gone by so fast. Um, I'm gonna be going back to Canada in a two weeks time. And during that first week back, sorry, back to Costa Rica, whoop, pregnancy brain. And during that first week back, um, I'm gonna be doing, well, I'm supposed to be doing my glucose test, which I have decided to try something a little bit different. You may have heard of a product out there. It is called Fresh Test. And it is an amazing product that I, I can't remember where I first heard about it. I think I heard about it on social media. And, and it is an alternative to the glucola beverage. Now, this is obviously not for everyone, but it is a really amazing alternative to that kind of gross, if you ask me, toxic chemical glucola drink that you have to drink when you go to have your gestational diabetes screening. So this is Fresh Test is the first ever glucose beverage void of any unnecessary additives. It's just got three simple ingredients, tastes like lemonade, and you can buy it in 50 gram, 75 gram, and 100 gram packets. So traditionally, when you're doing the, the, the multiple step glucose screening, you would do a 50 gram test, get your blood drawn. If it's showing high, then you have to move on to the 75 gram or the 100 gram. Um, what I'm going to be doing is the 75 gram test, the one step test with my doctor, and I'm going to be using this product by Fresh Test as opposed to the Glucola product, which if any of you have done a traditional glucose test, you know how horrible it is, how disgusting it tastes, makes you feel nauseous. You can tell by the color of it that it's just full of additives and chemicals. So I've decided for this pregnancy to, to skip that and try the fresh test instead. So I'll be giving you guys an update about that. And I'll put a link to their website um, in the show notes so that you guys can, can do some investigation yourself if you're curious about trying this alternative. Um, so what else is going on in my pregnancy? Well, like I said, we are 25 weeks. We have really started to secure our birth plan and by secure, I mean, we've got some details sorted out, but we realize that everything could change. Um, if you listen to my podcast a couple of weeks ago about having an empowered birth, I do talk about the idea that we really need to think of our birth plan as just that, a plan, intentions, 
and and also prepare for the unexpected. But what we have decided to do is plan for a home birth uh, in San Jose, Costa Rica, and we have lined up an amazing doctor, an OBGYN doctor, to oversee the whole process. Who is you know also works with homeopathic medicine. He's an amazing guy. We went and met with him about a month ago. And, and I just felt so heard. First of all, we had a, almost an hour of time with him on our first appointment, which was really amazing. We don't, you know, if you guys probably know that's unheard of these, this day and age in the, in any sort of doctor's office, but he doesn't work out of a hospital. Um, he has, he's affiliated with hospitals and has his own, um, clinic. And we went there, met with him and it was just, I felt so heard. I felt so seen and I just felt really, really safe. And he actually recommended after I shared with him the experience with um, my experience with my birth with Kobe and what I was hoping for this one and how I hope was hoping this birth to be different. Um, he was one that actually suggested us doing a home birth, which is exactly what I was hoping he would say. <laughs> so we are planning for a home birth in San Jose. We have just secured and paid our deposit, deposit, deposit on a beautiful rental, a house rental for a month in July for us to move into while we wait for babe. And, and I also have just signed on with a doula named Sylvia. I'm so excited as well as a midwife. So we'll be going back to San Jose at the end of April, at the end of this month to meet with our doctor once again for our uh, 28 week checkup and also to meet with our midwife and we start with our online sessions with our doula um, on the 24th of this month. So stuff is really starting to come together. I am intending to, to utilize many different techniques. Obviously, you guys know if you're listening that I have um, certified as a doula myself and childbirth educator. So I have a lot of a lot more information um, this time around as I prepare and we will be utilizing the hypnobirthing technique. So I will talk about more about that in an upcoming episode as well. The other amazing thing is that my mother will be there. So I'm really, 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 really looking forward to having that time with my mother there since I didn't get to have any of my family around for my first birth. And I felt like that was something that was really um, missing for me. So having my mother there, we've invited her down. She'll spend a few weeks with us. She'll be there to help um, with Kobe in the last few weeks leading up to the birth and then hopefully be there to support Kobe through the whole process. You know, if we get to stay home and do the whole home uh, birth at home, Kobe will need support while I am incapacitated to say the least. So I'm really excited for that. And I'm also excited for Kobe to be there to meet her little brother, right? When he, right when he enters the world and comes Earthside. So all of this seems really, really, really beautiful and exciting. And my heart is just exploding by the thought of it all. Now, the next thing I want to talk to you guys about quickly is I think I, I realized earlier in this episode, I've already referred to my own book with the wrong title. It's actually called Cosmic Kobe. My Cosmic Kobe book series. And in 2020, when we were home in lockdown, my partner Levi illustrated and I wrote the first first of many in this series. We wrote Cosmic Kobe and the Eternal Now. And this children book series is my, about mindfulness for kids and 
And I did a poll recently on my Instagram, which if you're not following me at, make sure you're following me at Coach Meg Pearson and also at uh, Fertile at 40 Podcast. Make sure you're following both of those on Instagram. Um, But I did do a poll recently about the next topic that you guys would like to see in our upcoming book. The first one we, we, we wrote was called The Eternal Now where of course we talked about the power of presence. So you can check that out. It's available on Amazon. And when I did the poll, I was asking if people preferred what of three different topics. So the first one was general mindfulness for, ch- for children. The second topic was welcoming a new sibling. And the third topic was pregnancy loss for children. Um, because I do think it's an important conversation that we have with our kids um, about any losses that we've had before them. Because if they find out uh, after the fact that there was babies lost before us, as they get older, it can seem quite confusing. And wait a minute, were we not the babies that mom and dad really wanted, etc., etc. At any rate, I did receive the most feedback from people saying that they wanted to see the next book to just be about general mindfulness for children. So that is probably going to be the direction. I've already written the content for all three of these. So I'm going to be honing it and get the illustrations done. And I'll have an update for you guys very soon about when this book will be available, hopefully by the end of this year in time for the Christmas season. Now, the last thing I wanted to give you guys an update on before I talk a little bit more about conscious parenting is the Empower Conference, which is an amazing conference that I'm speaking at this coming June. It is June 2nd and June 3rd. It's a Thursday and a Friday, the conference. And this conference is being put on by a dear friend of mine named Kelly Murray Griss. She's incredible. She's a high level leadership and confidence coach. She's helped hundreds of small business owners, entrepreneurs, and leaders create powerful infrastructures and environments that generate massive success. She's a private coach to CEOs, managers, and executives, and also runs um, something called the Lady Boss Six Weeks Confidence Confidence Course, where she inspires hundreds of women every day to live the life of their dreams. And she's an incredible human. She's a friend of mine. I met her down here in Costa Rica, and, and I'm so excited to be speaking at this event. So day one of this event, the Thursday, will, is going to feature a roster of inspiring female speakers like Kelly and like myself. And we're going to hear from them all about their stories, stories of hope, courage, perseverance, and grit. So these women are going to share their victories and help teach us how to use this energy to motivate our own magnificent lives. Super cool. On day two, on the Friday, Kelly is going to take us on a deep dive into the depths of our souls. She's going to lead us through a series of workshops designed to rewire hearts and minds. And it's going to be an experience that would undoubtedly unlock your potential for optimal radiant health, higher quality, deeper relationships, a more aligned and fulfilling career, and a more abundant bank account, and a happier you all around. So who doesn't want all of that good stuff, right? So again, this is called the Empower Conference. I'm going to put a link to the website. Empower-conference.com is the website. It's taking place in Sarasota, Florida. So easy, easy, easy for for any of you guys that want to get to um, get tickets and come down there. We're going to be flying into Tampa and then it's going to be about a 45 minute to an hour Uber ride to the to the event venue. So if you want more information, like I said, empower-conference.com. Make sure you're following um, me on my social medias and I'll be giving lots of live updates uh, about all of this leading up to it as well. So the last thing that I wanted to just touch on here today is this whole idea of being a conscious parent. And I am going to share from my experience because that's all I have to really draw from, obviously. Um, And I know that this is different for everyone. But I have known since 
being pregnant with Kobe, as long as I remember, um, that I, I received a message from spirit, from the universe, from God, whatever you fill that fill in the blank for whatever resonates with you, um, that Kobe was never mine per se, that the moment I was birthing her, I was, I was beginning to let her go. And I remember sharing this with a client when I was about seven months pregnant with her, with her, this idea like, yeah, I'm carrying her. My body is ushering her earth side. Yeah. And of course I, and you know, she's the, she's part of me. She's my flesh and blood. It's my responsibility to bring her up into this world and welcome her and introduce her to everything that she needs to know to survive and thrive and, and love her unconditionally. Yes. But at the same time, she was very much her own person, her own soul. And my goal and my job was to just keep her safe in that so that she could become exactly who it was that she was meant to be in this world. Now it was big, big work for me to really accept this. Uh huh. Um, and I'm thankful for all of my years of study and work with plant medicine because it has really allowed me to see the depths of my attachment that I have had with her. And if you go back to episode number 29, it was a Q&A episode that I did where I answered some listener questions. Um, one of the topics that I talk about there was when I lost Kobe um, on an ayahuasca journey and, and what, it, what it taught me. And it was a really, really beautiful gift. So you can go back to listen and listen to that episode to hear a little bit more. But what the, what the overarching message I receive so often is the impermanence of everything in life that the things that we love and cherish, the people, places, things that we adore are impermanent and are passing and, and do, including our own bodies, right? We are all constantly changing, evolving, and essentially, eventually disintegrating, disappearing, decaying, right? And so learning how to live in this state of being eternally present, just like in my book, Cosmic Kobe and the Eternal Now, the important thing is to stay present, not live in the past. Let's face it, when we are living in the past, are we ever really remembering it accurately? Typically not, typically not, right? We always remember things um, fondly, better than they were, or we have blocked out the parts that we don't want to remember. So there's no sense living back there because it's never real. And there's nowhere living in the future. No, no, sorry, no sense living in the future. No, no benefit to living in worry about the future because it hasn't happened yet and we can never possibly predict what's going to happen. Yes, we need to plan. Yes, we need to prepare to a certain extent. But the idea is being a bit more in the being state versus the doing state. Now, this is another thing that I've really learned on plant medicine is when I'm in a deep, 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 deep journey, the throes of a, of a cycle of the medicine moving through me, there really is nowhere else that I can be. And all I can do is breathe and allow the medicine to do whatever she, she needs to do to teach me whatever it is that she's there to teach me. And it's such a great lesson for life, you know? We need to just be and breathe and enjoy and know that if we are alive and we are breathing, then we are typically safe and we have nothing that we need to be so stressed about. 
Now, one of the best teachers for this has obviously been the plant medicine and my daughter Colby has also been one of the best teachers teaching me how to be present because not only does she teach me how to be in the present moment because she doesn't really know how to be anywhere else yet, right? But, you know, I always joke and, and talk about how I've experienced so much more of the world um, Costa Rica, for example, since she was born just two and a half years ago, because every day we walk outside and it is like a brand new world to her. Everything is, is wow, mommy, look, wow, mommy, wow. You know, and then, and, and, and she'll be pointing at the ants walking along the sidewalk, but it pulls me out of my mind and into my body so that I can be present with her and with those ants. And when I'm present with these ants crawling on the ground, then that opens up the door for me to be present with the caterpillar that's also on the ground, which keeps me open to being present with the flowers that are growing from the ground, you know, and then looking up the trunk of the trees and then seeing the birds and the, and the clouds in the sky. And it's opened me up to this beautiful ability to pay attention to stuff that, that I have started to, you know, just take for granted in life. So I'm so grateful for for my daughter for teaching me that. And she's also taught me how to be with my feelings in a way that the plant medicine has also done. I watch my daughter who's now two and a half. She doesn't tantrum often, but when she does, it's really a beautiful thing to behold. And and all she wants typically when she's having these meltdowns is to be loved unconditionally. And, and that's really what the little girl deep inside of me has always ever wanted as well. I didn't feel safe to feel a lot of the feelings that I had as a young person because I didn't feel that they were safe to be felt. I felt that maybe they wouldn't uh, be accepted, that they would cause me to be in danger. And, and so I love being able to watch my daughter feel all her feelings. And when I allow her to feel them, then she moves through them very, very quickly. She doesn't get stuck in, in a feeling state of something, especially, you know, those, those more difficult emotions for us to, to handle like anger, frustration, her, you know, crying and sadness, right? I just, I watch her and I feel it. And I also see that she can move through emotions so much quicker than any of us. She, and she can cycle through every emotion in 30 seconds flat. It's the most amazing thing to see her laughing and then crying and then angry and then blissful and then distracted by something sparkly and running away. And, and it's been such a beautiful lesson as well. Now, parenting this way and, and holding space for her in, in, this, in this very seen, witnessed way has been a bit of a double-edged sword. So I'm going to get to why that is in a moment, but I need to talk to you a little bit more about what goes on when we work with plant medicine. And so when we drink medicine like ayahuasca, for example, we feel feelings right? A big part of the experience. Yes, there's going to be some psychedelic stuff, some visuals, some nausea, um, purging, things like vomiting and things like that. But a big, big, big part of the process is feeling feelings. And they're typically feelings that have been long repressed. Feelings that have been associated with a memory and event that takes place when we are super young. Um, we're able to go back and feel what that young version of ourselves felt 
And this has a very healing effect as it often explains a lot about why we act the way we act as adults, why we respond to life as adults. Um, it can give us a lot of insight about our limiting beliefs that we carry, old our patterns and, and addictions even. So some believe that this event that takes place is something um, that happens for most of us between zero and six years old. So we kind of disassociate from ourselves to a certain extent. This event that we recall through feeling on the plant medicine causes us to disassociate because these feelings at the time for our little version of ourself is too much. And so we're taught not to feel them. And so our ego creates a character that we then begin to play through life um, as we as a separate form of ourself, essentially. Now, for an example, it could be Let's say we experience sexual trauma, which could lead us to becoming someone who is shut down sexually, or it could be something as simple as being the youngest child in a family and always being left without food come dinner to dinner time or feeling like they didn't have enough food, right? Which leads us into an adulthood belief that there's never enough resulting in thievery or hoarding etc etc so what the medicine does the work with the medicine is it brings us back to this original wound through our feeling for a lot of us like i said it happens between zero six years old some people in the womb right and then we can recall where this belief or story or pattern or addiction has come from so we can remember our perfection before these stories take hold through this event so when I first learned all of this, all I wanted to do was to protect Kobe from this happening, right? But a major part of my learning has been to trust that this happens to all of us, right? This disassociation where we, we, we go from being in this perfect state of connection and consciousness to essentially broke, being broken into two parts, our soul self and our ego self is a natural natural part of the process of becoming a human. It is our, our hero's journey. It is what gives us meaning in our life is to be on this voyage for a lot of us in this lifetime to go back and, and heal that wound, reconnect with our, our soul, that little boy or girl deep down inside of us that knows that they are perfect, that knows that they are one with, with spirit and, and, and move through life like that for the rest of, of, of this lifetime anyways. Now, does this happen for everyone? Is everyone called to do this work with the plant medicine? Of course not. People can move through the same process of healing through many different healing modalities with yoga, breath work, um, deep meditations and things like that, even talk therapy, right? But plant medicine, the beauty of plant medicine is that it brings us to this a lot quicker. And it's taken me, um, uh, about about a year and a half now to really deeply understand that this is going to happen for Kobe and it's probably going to happen very soon for her and who knows what it's going to be but uh, when she does have a tantrum and she's you know upset about something and I hate the word tantrum really when she's having big feelings is a nicer way to put it about you know, for example, I didn't give her a popsicle when she wanted it, you know, and she's on the floor screaming. I often panic and think, oh my God, she is right now. Her soul is separating and she's creating this new version of herself. She's never going to be the same. I broke my daughter, right? And then I quickly soften because, hey, if if she has this big traumatic reaction to just not getting a popsicle when she wanted it versus something worse like sexual trauma or something like that. Hey, great. <laughs> you know, I'm here for it. So I hope that this makes sense. If not, you know, I understand it. it's a lot to, to wrap our head around that 
the, the idea and the belief that everything truly deeply does happen for a reason. I know it's such a cliche thing to say, but it's the only way that, that this life can make sense. You know, that, that pain can make sense that my partner and I were just having a conversation this morning. Like he's been doing, going, working with some anxiety about this new baby and all the changes that are happening in our life right now. And we can never look back with any regret on anything that we've chosen in our life or anything that's happened to us because it has all been part of the big picture bringing us to where we are today. And, and for that, we are grateful. And for everything that my daughter experiences, I know that it's going to be um, beautiful and rich and difficult and, 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 and heartbreaking for her. But I know that it will all be part of her path, bringing her into her greatness as well. So that is all I wanted to share with you guys here today. Thank you for listening. Please, if you liked this episode, take a screenshot, share it on your social medias with a link. We are, I've got such an amazing, amazing, amazing content coming at you this year. And I want to make sure I've got lots and lots of listeners to, to gather up this information and wisdom from all my amazing interviews that I've got coming up. So please share. I appreciate you. Rate and review the show on Apple. Spotify, all of that good stuff. I love you guys. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your week and I'll talk to you guys soon. Ciao for now.